0: Hi, I'm David Coverdale from Whitesnake, and you're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando on iHeartRadio. This is Appetite for Distortion.
1: And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 189. It is Brando coming up momentarily, making his second appearance on the podcast, Mr. David Coverdale. Wow, uh, just just so cool to get to speak with, with David today for the second time, and he was so nice the first time around. A really a great follow on Twitter. He's always putting out positive stuff and just cool rock and roll facts. So, uh, David, today, if if you don't know yet, if you're not a, a big White Snake fan, which why aren't you? Uh, slide it in. Thirty-five years since that came out. Slide it in uh, the thirty-fifth anniversary remix, which is on two LP red vinyl. Uh, that is out now, and also coming out uh, in I think in June, I believe, is going to be the next release, the rock album, which is kind of like a greatest hits, but more greatest hits. Plus, in a way. So we're going to talk to, to David about that momentarily. And also, just if you follow the podcast and, and how I do interviews sometimes, uh, this is going to be one of those shorter interviews because I am the last radio station uh, on this specific radio tour. So it's a 11 a.m., about 11 a.m. in the morning here uh, in New York City, and my slot is for 10.50. So I have a 10-minute slot. And and David started at 9 a.m. So he's been doing interviews for nearly two hours. Then me. <laughs> then I get to go. Uh, so once we get David on, we'll talk to him for a bit and then after that we're gonna go to we're gonna get a visit from our friend Mr. Maelstone where I read some of your comments and emails and, and all of that fun stuff. So I believe David is calling now. Hi David. This is right.
0: From the Star Wars series.
1: <laughs> Close. Uh, yeah, okay. Brando, right, as in. How are you? I'm good. Brando as in Marlon. Well,
0: is it good morning or good afternoon. I don't know where you are.
1: I don't even know what day it is, considering we're all in quarantine.
0: You know, it's Thursday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: I really, it's honest to God. I have calendars just made no sense whatsoever? They just don't make any sense. Days of the week. It's pretty crazy.
1: Then let me ask I think you... I may
0: have to write a song of that to my website. You know, <laughs> days a week. You know, today's Monday. What the hell? Who the hell cares? I
1: don't know. You can cover <laughs> the Beatles eight days a week. Do it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Just very interesting now.
0: it's uh, just, I don't think any of us anticipated uh, being in this kind of chapter in our in our lives. You know, my heart goes out to everyone, particularly millennials of my son's age, I swear to God, you know, they've had that financial meltdown of 2008, this, you know, uh, mm. unable to graduate, it's just, it's just so, so challenging for people. And, you know, uh, my wife and I, my family, thank God, so far have, have been healthy. Uh, I spoke to two people today who uh, uh, had coronavirus um, and came through it after three, four weeks, um, and fortunately you're doing well now. So, you know, uh, it's. we'll get through this, but um, it's just going to be a challenging time for all of us, and we're all in the same boat. It really is looking for calmer waters.
1: Absolutely. So I'm glad to hear that you're doing and well. Kidding.
0: I have a kitty climbing all over
1: me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. That's funny. I have three this cats. Is, but this,
0: is, this is Lola. She wants in
1: on the interview, I think. Oh, hi, Lola. Well, I'll get an exclusive with her hi, after.
0: Hi, Lola. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, darling. We only have a few t- uh,
1: things. Oh. My heart appetite. <laughs> oh, this good. Point. And, we, of course, we're going to talk about the remixes. But I'm just curious while yeah. we're on the topic, and uh, I'm glad that you're okay what are you doing to stay occupied? Because I know your, your wife does yoga. Uh, so what are you doing to keep yourself...
0: Oh, she, she is, I swear to God, I think she's busier now with online classes. One of the things that I think fuels our relationship is our, uh, well, not gluttony, but our curiosity of learning new things. You know, uh, we've been together coming up to celebrating 30 years, wow. which in my industry is almost unheard of. Sure. You know, um, it's extraordinary. She's my greatest inspiration as I said from the stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, God knows where I'd be in my life without her. Um, but we have a super partnership. Um, and she helped me write a song called Vacuum and Dust for <laughs> uh-huh. huh. like uh, my website. Um, which is the first song we've written together. It's very, very. She did the cleaning, the toilets, and to mopping the floor, which I haven't done yet. I'm a vacuum and dust guy. Nice. <laughs> which I had no idea of. And we're becoming really good cooks. We just celebrated our anniversary, man. And people were saying, you know, we got a lot of people on social media saying, "Oh, are you going to do anything special?" So yeah, we thought we'd stay home and make dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but yeah, we're staying busy. I've got all of these new projects coming out. Rhino and I agreed that at this time, uh, it's not insensitive to offer people... Uh, company, uh, for me, one expression I've used for years is you're never alone with a Whitesnake album. You can't let Netflix have all the fun. (laughs) You've got to give your ears some candy. You know, and if you can drive in your area and get the physical CD, you know, it's a kick-ass, although I will not be responsible for speeding tickets. But yeah, it's trying to keep chin up and stuff. I can only do so much physically because I'm suffering from uh, two bilateral inguinal hernias, oh. uh, which uh, made their very unwelcome presence felt in, uh, at my first show in Melbourne earlier this year. Uh, so I have to have them surgically addressed as soon as possible. But right now, understandably, it's not uh, something urge the front line, Hospitals are all engaged with coronavirus victims. Quite understandably, So I have to exercise patience and just not strain myself.
1: Well, I mean, this is obviously a good time just to take it home and take it slow and easy. As well, they, you as know, they say, I had
0: to, I had to cancel the world tour. You know, when you cancel one show, it's fucking like heartbreaking. But to cancel a world tour, which is sold out, is just devastating. It uh-huh. truly is. There isn't. It's never been part of. My pictures, you know, in my mind, have to cancel a world tour. And 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 we're going to have to rethink the whole thing, bro, out of this. And, and hopefully people won't pressure local governments to open things uh, earlier because we'll have a... a, a from ex- reading the BBC, there are second waves of this virus coming up when people come out of self-isolation too early. It's very challenging for us, Brando. A very challenging time.
1: It is, and I, I guess you can. We can use the the motto that you gave us: just take it slow and easy. Now and that that's all we can it's do. Slow
0: and easy, yeah. And I use, you know, I had a lot of lot of friends go through an AA program oh. uh, mm. years, and uh, they have a remarkable philosophy, which is one day at a time. And that's why I, uh, I try yeah. not to be preachy on my website. Uh, but one day at a time is how I'm dealing with this. I'm not planning anything next week. We had yesterday my wife and I prepared dinner, and it was warm enough for the first time. You know, we live in the mountains in Sierra Nevada Mountains, at Lake oh. Tahoe. It was beautiful spring day and warm enough to actually go and eat in the garden, and um, and it just made such a difference because it's been really cold, snowing, and raining so that was just really uplifting for the spirit you know to be able so if you can get outside uh and get fresh air without compromising yourself or others i strongly advocated you know uh, and just look at the beauty in the quiet i mean we're getting with, with less human activity we've got animals climbing all over our yard uh, we're oh. deers coming and eating all the new flowers and <laughs> <back.
1: laughs> Well, this is a great time. I mean, you're right. People are looking for uh, comfort and, and some sort of normalcy. So whether you go outside and you're listening to yeah, without music being or...
0: Yeah, I think, without... We all know it's dangerous. Well, there's a couple of idiots out there who are... Uh, there's more than a couple. ...trying to force things to open. That's just... This will never go away unless we hunker down... And adhere to what the doctors are recommending. It's really important if you care for your, your, your personal well being, your family, your children. I want my children coming out of this with, with some kind of future. So, all of my family uh, are taking this very seriously. We video conference at night you know, while we're having dinner. Oh, nice. Um, which is as, really kind of as close as we can get in twice a week. Uh, he's he's at my studio house, uh, six or seven minutes away, so we'll drive over and wave through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> the heartbreak, the heartbreak is you can't physically hug, you mm. know.
1: Well, I mean, again, we, that's why we all appreciate the, the normal comforts that we get, and, uh, you know, that's yeah. why I, I appreciate you know, the fact that I was worried about the music industry. I, I know t- a concert and stuff is on hold, but not releases. So that's why it's great that you have yeah. this the 35th anniversary of Sliding In and you're, and you're also, you're, you're putting yeah. out uh, the rock album. So I guess my well, the question... Rock
0: yeah, rock is really a taste of things to come. There are songs from seven albums. Three of them, pretty much everyone knows. Some of them, you know, not everyone knows. So I've mixed these songs in between like... Huge still of the night, Loving a Stranger, Judgment Day, Here I Go Again. But you're getting all these other songs which White Snake have done, which I feel are, are as potent. Um, uh, and they're all tastes of things to come from forthcoming box sets. The deal I made with Warner Music Group was five to seven years. So even if I can't perform, you know, I will still be active as a musician uh, and uh, hopefully writing new and creating new music. I well, love it; it's part of my life force.
1: Well, then let me ask you: uh, there are a lot of your contemporaries because I know concerts are a big question mark. Where it's day by day. Yeah. What about online? We see a lot of you know artists, you know Paul McCartney, Elton John. They're they are performing you know through Zoom. How you're having dinner? Is that something that you? you want to do in the immediate future? And also, well, is that something you see going forward happening more and more? Think,
0: I don't think my is set up for that. You know, um, my, one of my guitarists uh, is at home with two young children in an apartment in New York. I'm not sure that there's the facility to be able to do that. You know, this is a great bunch of musicians. Um, if you listen to an unreleased track uh, from the Flash, Flesh and Blood sessions, a song called Always the Same, and I put that on there as a bonus track uh, because it's the only track I had that I could uh, legally feature my new, but my current band. You know, so that's a pleasure that I could get that on there. But I've been writing like coronavirus blues. I don't know whether you heard that. It's like millions of people are asking me to put it on an album. I just had some musicians in Europe jam along to it. It was just one morning, I'm sitting at the dining table and I start playing, I, I can't do it obviously because you'll have to believe it, this this song called yep. Coronavirus Blues, viral immediately in the nicest possible way you could have viral. Right, uh, right. So really, a couple of times a week, I'll sit there and do 30, 40 seconds of here Go Again or Too Many Tears, songs that, you know, that I feel are relevant to help people in, you know, I think the worst part of a human condition is loneliness. Uh, and I'm really blessed that I have the woman I love with me. Um, so, you know, all of that stuff is wonderful. Uh, but these little clips I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm kind of putting on mini concerts, songs from the dining room table. So... You know, I can get Whitesnake to do it. It's an entirely different beast. But at least I'm doing
1: my bit. Well, what did you think of the Rolling Stones? Because obviously the the drums set up, and then you see Charlie Watts, he's like air drumming and using pots and books and stuff. Did you get. Well, I don't
0: know. I don't know where the drums came, but that was funny. Uh, I love the Stones. Are you kidding me? I love all of the Stones and have done from the beginning. Uh, Death are finally, they released a new single uh, yesterday. Um, good luck to them. They've totally raised the bar in The Who. Uh, I'm an immense fan of, uh, my favorite British band is The Who. Roger Daltrey uh, is one of my favorite performers. Townsend, of course, is amazing. Um, but the, I've always loved them. But they've taken the bar so much higher going, are you kidding? I thought when I was writing Here A Go Again, as I was coming up to my 30th birthday, I thought the party was over. I was inconsolable. And 38 years later, I'm releasing albums, making new deals with record companies. It's mad. Teetering on my 69th birthday. So whether or not I can go in and do Still of the Night when I'm in my 70s, I'm not so sure about that. But who knows? Who knows? I've, I've been taken by surprise too many times in my life to know that there's magic there that exists, that uh, whenever you make plans, that's when God has a laughing fit.
1: Right, right.
0: Uh, Oh, really? Those are your plans? Well, let me just throw this into the mix. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I I know you've been talking all morning and uh, I know we we got around, but I do want to say, because I know you you went viral for potentially, and it was like a clickbait headline of, of retiring. You know whether you hit those those notes of Still in the Night when you're in your seventies. I look at it the same way I look at Axl Rose, David Lee Roth, you know uh, Mick Jagger. Any if you are out there, I don't care if you can't sing like you're in your twenties. It's the person who wrote the song. You know, it's it's still it's the person who's yeah, yeah, yeah. giving the emotion. So as long as you want to do it, I say do it.
0: Well, one of the things that I looked at, and it's not clickbait for me. I was asked a question, and I just thought it was amusing to say. Um, oh, I, uh, what better age for the lead singer of White Snake than 69? Right. I can't <laughs> wait to design a T-shirt. That was just fun. <laughs> this, sure. this taken out of. You know, I hope I do get out and play that there's nothing uh, comparable to standing in front of 10, 15, 20, 30,000 people and have them sing 100,000 people we were doing in South America last year singing along every word that you wrote. Some of these people weren't even born when those songs were uh, were released. That is nothing more fulfilling than that to an artist to to have an appreciative audience make you feel uh, so uplifted. Uh, It's breathtaking. I certainly hope to have that experience or again, and if I can't do the big stuff, then I'll do the little stuff and and, and do an evening with David Coverdale of more acoustic-based conversations. You know, Q and A with me, uh, find out the real story of what happened. That
1: would be great. That would be great. Well, David, yeah. obviously, we, we it's hope it's this happens to you. For, uh,
0: for as long as I, I I can, I think.
1: Please do. Like I and said, I hope it happens. Thank you so
0: much, bro, for talking with me, Brando.
1: Thank you, David. You know, continue to stay well, and I, I always appreciate your time. Well, you, you know, you're you're hey, so nice well. and kind. You take care. You got it. bye, bye. Wow. I mean, that could have been one of those conversations that lasted an hour plus. And, and perhaps there will be a time that I get David Coverdale on for an exclusive, for an intimate hour. But, I mean, he is so busy. And as I, I usually do, I, I tear down the fourth wall to let you know what's going on. This these are one of those, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, one of those shorter interviews that that we do that I work on for Premier Radio Networks. My my coworker Mike called me up, and I was the last uh, quote unquote radio station of for two hours today. So David has been talking for two hours. So I actually didn't even expect to get the the usual chipper, sweet, nice David and. I can't believe you remembered my name and remembered the name of the podcast to be completely honest with you. I was surprised. So that, that made me feel really good. But um, that's why I didn't, you know, it wasn't cut short at the 10 minutes that I was given. Uh, I didn't even get to get at the talk about his albums and I couldn't get to any of your questions. <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm sure you, you don't mind. I mean, he's so entertaining and as David mentioned, and it's how I feel about this podcast, I had all these questions planned. You know, you make plans and God laughs. <laughs> I guess you make plans and David Coverdale laughs at you So, because so many of you send in questions. I just want to acknowledge and uh, send my continued appreciation for all your submissions for, for questions and ideas. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully next time I'll get to ask him some of those questions. But you know what? And I'm sure you agree with me. It doesn't matter. David was awesome. So before we get out of here, let's do a segment that we haven't done in a bit where I read your emails or comments or questions, anything, uh, any way that you can connect to me. Uh, I read it all. So sometimes I want to talk about it on the podcast. And that's when we dance with Mr. Mailstone.
0: Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Yowza.
1: So first up, I want to read an email that I got. An N email, it would be the proper English, from uh, Robert O'Connor. So you can always send me an email uh, at theafdshow at gmail.com and... This I really appreciated. It wasn't just, um, you know, positive reinforcement or saying, hey, I love your podcast. I mean, of course, it said that at the beginning, but it came with a trivia question. Yeah, a a picture uh, trivia question, which I I, I really encourage, given the reception that was on social media. So if you follow on facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show, you know this question. And I will give you, if you haven't, Heard it yet? I'll give you the time to pause the podcast and see if you can guess. Uh, So Robert writes Hi, Brando. First off, I really enjoy your Appetite for Distortion podcast. As a GNR fan since Live Like a Suicide, I appreciate all the interviews and insights that you provide. Thank you. Uh, He writes I thought you may enjoy a GNR tribute question for you or your listeners. In the photograph below, which you see a big 99 cent store big 99 cent store okay so in the photograph below you can see a 99 cent store. This particular location is in Southern California. Before this building was a 99 cent store it was the location of easily one of the most pivotal moments in GNR history. There are GNR websites that list a list a different location but this is the correct one. without googling can you tell me the history of this uh, the GNR history of this building? So if you would like, you can pause the podcast now. You can check out the picture on social media. Don't Google it and guess. All right, you're back. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do is get you the answer, which uh, I did not know. So the answer is in the late 80s, that building was known as the Huntington Ballroom in Huntington Park, uh, California. This, this is where Sweet Child of Mine, the video, was filmed which I'm sure you would agree was an integral part, uh, moment in GNR history, of course. By the way, some people on the internet have listed this location as being in Huntington Beach, but it's a in a smaller city about 30 miles away in Huntington Park. If you watch the Sweet Shot of the Mind video in the scene where Slash plugs in his guitar, which is I think at the beginning, you can see a domed wooden ceiling behind Slash which is very rare architecture uh, rare architecture design in Southern California. In the exterior, uh, exterior photo of the 99-cent store that I sent you, the doomed roof is visible. Domed roof is visible. Uh, it was cool going into that building over the past weekend to buy some miscellaneous items just so I could walk in the same place as GNR history took place so many years ago. Take care, Robert. And I think when I put it out there on social media, one person guessed it. I mean, this, that's, that's some great trivia. So uh, Robert said he will send me more. And if you want to send more for me to put out to the class, please, by all means. Another message that I would like to read, this was just on, on Facebook. So again, Mr. Maelstone, it could be a literal email or just a comment that you write on Facebook or, or wherever. Uh, so this is from Tommy Isaacs. He, he wrote a long. I mean, not many many people write a long comment on Facebook. So I, I wanted to read it to all of you. Uh, this was on the um, the comments when I updated some of my episodes because I've done a bunch in quarantine. If you've been keeping up, of course. I mean, obviously David Coverdale today. Uh, we just had Andy uh, Morahan on, uh, Eddie Trunk, Mark Tremonti, Ernie C, Greg Renoff, Doug Goldstein, Eric Dover. This is done all in my apartment in Queens. So. You know, just just continuing to thank you for hanging out, making me uh, less bored. So Tommy writes on that, on that post, um, I don't know where the hell I was, but I guess to my own depression, I somehow missed all of these great episodes you had the last year or so. But I've been playing catch-up all night, and it's going to take several more nights to listen to every single one of these that I missed, including guests like Slash's son, uh, Duff's brothers, Bruce and Matt, Uh, Uh, I did not interview Bumblefoot. That did not happen. Uh, Gilby Clark, Ron Young of Little Caesar. Never heard the interview with Doug Goldstein with Dr. Stephen Thaxton, which uh, was the official Guns N' Roses chiropractor of the Use Your Illusion tours. Yes, these are the type of guests that I get, Guns N' Roses chiropractors. Um, Until last night, great, great interview. Alan Niven talks mental health, another great one. These interviews with Brain, Missy Suicide, Mark Cantor, and Jack Lew smash from uh, 1987 uh, headbangers ball damn i gotta listen to all of these how did i not know about these i'm the biggest gnr fan in the world and i don't understand but thank you brando for all these great finds you are doing exactly what i would love to be doing and that's talking and interviewing all the gnr alumni i want to suggest that you interview chris weber i did (laughs) but i'll get i'll get up to that Uh, that guy needs to be tracked down and interviewed by you brando I'm sure he has so many great stories about Hollywood Rose and stories about Axel living at his parents' house. Yeah, Chris Weber. So I did let him know. Uh, Chris Weber was episode number 24. Really nice guy and follows uh, the Facebook page. He comments on on some of my, my posts, which is pretty pretty badass. Uh, Tommy continues in his comment. Uh, Blake Stanton would be another great interview. Uh, I've owned and read Greg, uh, Greg Duswalt's uh, book, or Duswalt, forgive me for not knowing the exactly, book, and it's amazing. He has stories for days where he was Axel's personal assistant on the User Illusion Tour, and you can just tell that Craig is a straight-up honest guy. I have tried for Greg. It just hasn't happened yet. Uh, he would be a great get for your show. You never know. I mean, it took a little greasing to to get Gilby, but it happened. I mean, you never know when the stars are going to align. Uh, okay, thanks again, Brando. I'm going to get back to these interviews. Up next for me is the Mark Cantor and Jack Lou interview, episode 150. Stay safe and keep the great podcast coming, buddy. So that made me feel really good. So thank you, Tommy D. Isaacs. And speaking of Mark Cantor, uh, he also follows uh, the podcast on, on Facebook, and he was such a great guest. He commented, because I asked as I'm scrolling up here, as I'm going through... My, my Facebook post. God, I have so much great content on my social media. Are you following me yet? Uh, this was a, a viral video that happened several years ago. It was uh, a wedding, a Jewish wedding, which made me feel good. Uh, this guy performed the solo for November Rain as his wife was walking down the aisle. Just, just awesome. And I get it's not the, true to the lyrics. It's a sad song, but it's like – White wedding by Billy Idol. you, you just, it's associated. I try not to get too nerdy with it. you know, November rain usually just makes me think of love and wedding and, and I, I get it. it's not the literal interpretation of the lyrics, but just the mood of it. So I, I I'm not gonna hold any nerd judgment there. So my question I put out to you was, did any of you get interview, uh, interviewed interviewed uh, married to November rain? And some of you did. Uh oh yes I even just I just saw this comment, uh this is from, uh Ofer, uh, forgive me I, I, O-F-I-R. it's the first time I've seen that that name it's a cool name I I guess I I I I don't know how to pronounce it, uh he says I did, no wonder we got divorced, <laughs> so I'm sorry buddy, uh Eric said not pretty tied up nice nice. Uh, Derek writes once I jumped through the wedding cake and everyone left and the whole thing was called off I hope that was true uh, Jerry writes my wife and I walked into our reception to the opening of Jungle now that's badass and uh, Sean Slater put this he, he posted a video which was so cool uh, not to November Rain but Paradise City so it, it looked like that scene from Can't Hardly Wait where he's running around the room and he's Sing in Paradise City and all the drunk people are following him. Then that's a a fucking uh, wedding right there. Uh, Pablo Moon writes, probably the coolest Jewish wedding ever. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Dan writes, I had to play during dinner. Lee Williams, our friend Lee from the UK, wrote I did. Tommy did. Um, Scott writes, should have done twat. Nice. (laughs) Uh, and yeah, and Ken Begora writes Do people even listen to the lyrics? To the lyrics I mean, uh, as I mentioned I, I I mean, I get it But whatever well, It's not your plan I used to love her But I had to kill her But anyway, the point being Mark Cantor commented And Mark said I did And obviously if you know Mark's story Axel and Slash were at his wedding So other than the video He probably had the most November rain wedding of all time So I appreciate your comment, Mark Actually, you can see his wedding pictures online, which uh, I guess he likes. I don't know. Uh, for me, I don't I don't know if I would want my personal pictures out there like that, like your wedding photos, but he had a famous wedding. It is what it is. So anyway, that does it for Mr. Mailstone and for this uh, episode of Appetite for Distortion. Uh, coming up, I already uh, have in the can, I did an interview with the CEO of and founder of Golden Robot Records, Mark Alexander Erber. And we had a really cool discussion about how the music industry is going to go forward. You know, how his label specifically is handling it, and how bands are going to handling it going forward. So be on the lookout for that um, early next week. And also, Susan Holmes-McKagan makes her return to the show. We're going to be celebrating the, the first anniversary of her book, The Velvet Rose. So... Um, I can't wait to speak to Susan again. So that that's it. You still here? You still in quarantine? So again, uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can put out um, trivia questions, guest suggestions. Um, I, obviously, I, once I get a better setup, I want to have you guys co-host again. I'm going to do more of these fan obsessions like I did with Dr. Talbot. which uh, Last episode, which I appreciate her question about the yoga that I put out to, to David Coverdale. So if you want to take part in Fan Obsession, be a part of and be interviewed on this podcast, you can always uh, hit me up as well. But that does it. So when will you see the next episode of Appetite for Distortion? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know as soon as the word, but you'll see it. I'm going home.